That's the ANC leader, Nelson Mandela, taking your questions on 8830702, and we are taking every one of you. Just stay there. And in Westbury. Good evening, Mr. Mandela. Good evening. Uh, I'd like to ask, uh, ask, where does our colored community stand in the new South Africa? Because it looks like me, uh, apartheid is swinging from the white to the blacks, and we are still in the middle. Well, actually, that again is a very justified question. Uh, and I gave the same reply, which I gave in regard to the concerns of our Indian community. We find the concern amongst our colored people uh, to be genuine, to be justified. Because, especially because of the propaganda of the National Party, which is trying to fight this election by maintaining racism, by fueling racial animosity between Africans and colors. <clears throat> Apart from the publication I referred to, where they go so far as to say our slogan is kill the colored, kill the boor. You will uh, remember that uh, in regard to the station strangler, <clears throat> the first identicals made it clear that this was a colored man. But recently, they have changed their tune. The identicate now shows that this was a black man. And it is quite clear that uh, this is being done purely for the purpose Thank you of uh, getting the support of the colored community and engendering this hostility against the ANC. Mm -hmm. Now, thank you. But uh, if you look at our policy as contained in the Freedom Charter <clears throat> and uh, our National Executive and uh, National Working Committee, then uh, you will realize that there is no reason whatsoever for the colored community to be concerned. We have, for example, a man like Reggie September, who has been with us, with me and other comrades, since the 40s. He is a member of the National Executive of the ANC. We have uh, Dr. Alan Busuk, one of the most outstanding uh, young people in this country, with definitely a... Um, a bright future. He is the chairperson of the Regional Executive Committee of the Western Cape. And uh, he is now a premier candidate and a member of the National Executive. You have a person like Trevor Manuel, um, another outstanding uh, politician who is in charge of our Department of Economic Affairs, one of the most important, and who represents us in a wide variety of uh, uh, organizations. Uh, and he has done very well. We have uh, Cheryl Carolus, who is uh, heading three departments. She is an exception. Because uh, of the members of the National Working Committee who have been given portfolios, um, an individual holds only one. 
but the only exception is Cheryl Carolus, who has, has three departments, education, culture and arts, health and services. That alone shows you how liberated, how emancipated the African National Congress is from uh, the question of uh, racist thinking. Uh, we regard the colored community as part of our community. In fact, some of us are, are encouraging this distinction, distinction, this polarization. We say we refer to Africans, colors, and Indians as blacks. And uh, we refer to all of us who are settled in Africa, who have chosen Africa as our home, as, as Africans. That is how we would like to address the matter. But this is a matter which is full of sensitivities because uh, some members of the colored community, they resented being called blacks. They wanted to retain their status as coloreds. But uh, we don't think in terms of color at all. And uh, the propaganda that is being spread by the National Party, for example, that uh, we are going to occupy the houses of colored people, uh, that uh, affirmative action means that we are going to take the jobs of colored people. We are going to occupy, drive students, colored students from universities. is absolutely untrue. Because what we propose doing is uh, to start uh, a very massive program of uh, <clears throat> uh, building houses, hospitals, uh, schools. And uh, that massive program is going to ensure that all our people, including the colored people, are going to be employed. And uh, we are going to build schools enough for the entire population so that uh, there is no community that will be prejudiced. Affirmative action will not be applied at the cost, at the expense of another community. That is why we have uh, taken the care in our manifesto and uh, in our document, National Reconstruction and Development, we have taken care to spell out what we propose to do for all our population groups. And I say to you, as uh, Imam Davis has said in his advertisement in the uh, uh, press uh, in the Western Cape, August, Cape August, the August, Cape Times, uh, the Berger, he has said, it is only the African National Congress that can address the aspirations and needs of the colored people. And he's quite right. You have just made a reference to huge uh, infrastructural development uh, by the ANC, building schools, building homes, building clinics, the like. That obviously will need um, a lot of cash, much of it injected probably by foreign uh, investors and foreign uh, institutions, the World Bank, the IMF, etc. With that in mind, what is uh, the ANC's uh, policy on foreign exchange controls? Well, 
we have had uh, discussions with uh, the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, commercial banks throughout the world, industrialists. And um, I have no doubt that uh, from those discussions which have been highly positive, we will be able to have sufficient funds mm -hmm. to be but able to finance this program. Mm -hmm. Now, the question of uh, foreign exchange mm -hmm. Control. is not yes is not one that I should uh, just uh, be uh, where we should just express an opinion as politicians. We have to be very careful to ensure that uh, we prepare ourselves thoroughly so that the policy that we adopt is foolproof and uh, mirrors the aspirations of our people in the country. It is inevitable for a government of national unity uh, to that in addressing such a question, we must have again a commission, a committee of experts people who are uh, well versed <coughs> as far as the question of foreign exchange, they will then make a recommendation to us as to how we should handle this matter. That is how I would approach it. <coughs> Speaking as an individual, I can tell you my views, but that's not what you want. You want uh, the views of the organization. Mm -hmm. You want the views of a government of national unity. We are going to have uh, politicians coming from different organizations and uh, we have to hammer out a common policy which will be supported by all of them. And merely to state views and uh, force them uh, to the other members, leaders, in a government of national unity would be counterproductive. The proper thing to do is to say here is a problem that is facing us. There are divergent views on this question. Can we set up a commission to deal with this question and to give us a recommendation? We are in a better position to convince one another about the policy which we want to establish in that regard. That is how I would approach the question. You don't get them more diplomatic than that. We are talking to the leader of the ANC, Mr. Nelson Mandela, on any subject relating to the elections, the ANC, the state of emergency in Natal, etc., Kenneth in Mabilodi, welcome. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I want to ask Mr. Mandela, if elected president of the uh, president of the New South Africa, mm -hmm. are we going to have a first lady? Yes or no? Well, uh, if uh, uh, you give me the opportunity <clears throat> by matching me uh, with uh, an attractive lady, I might consider that. But a man of 75 has very little ambitions in that direction. And uh, I think it is too late now for me to think of any first lady. Can you say to you that uh, a, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of women out there don't think so? Don't think the way you are thinking? Well, you know, women can be very diplomatic and uh, don't take seriously what they say. <laughs> well... The chatter on women's rights is going to haunt you for saying that, Mr. Mandela, not me. You are talking to the leader of the ANC, Mr. Nelson Mandela, taking your questions. Stephen Santon, good evening. Good evening, John.
Mm-hmm. Uh, two-part question. Um, free and fair electioneering in right. Transkei. We mm-hmm. haven't seen too much free and fair electioneering in Transkei up to now. And especially the Encarta Freedom Party hasn't had an opportunity to electioneer in Transkei. But they are not uh, going to take part in the elections, are they? Yeah, but any other political party hasn't had a chance to electioneer there in Transkei. Um, and there's no state of emergency in Transkei either. And secondly, uh, on the corruption question, uh, the ANC in its manifesto does not underwrite the recall of public officials and the referendum of the electorate on any major issue. They are not, these two provisions are not in the ANC manifesto, and I'd like to know why. Thank you. Thank you. Well, in regard to the first question, there is free political activity in the Transkei. Both the ANC and the PAC are campaigning there for elections. And what is remarkable is that uh, the head of the military council, General Holomiso, is perhaps uh, one of the few leaders who has made sure that uh, he has uh, he established an organization which represents uh, almost every shade of political opinion, uh, professionals, workers, traditional leaders, religious leaders, um, uh, teachers, nurses, all of them are represented in that structure. And these are the people who elect the people who are going to represent the Transcar in the multi-party forum. And uh, there can be no greater political tolerance than that. 8830702. What about other parties? uh, Well, uh, the National Party has uh, got permission from the Transkyan government to open offices in Butterworth and Umtata. But uh, they have demanded uh, that uh, they should be given security. And of course, uh, the Transkyan government says they are not in a position to grant any security to the National Party. That's Mr. Nelson Mandela, leader of the ANC, taking your questions live on 702 Talk Radio. And of course, the oh, show I see, is there is the other question mm-hmm. about corruption. Mm. Now, we have established an office uh, of a public protector whose intention will be to ensure that uh, there is no corruption in government. And uh, that, for the time being, we consider to be sufficient for us to dra- address uh, the question of corruption which is part and parcel of the National Party government. Something like an ombudsman. Yes, quite, yes. Mm -hmm. But we call it a public protector. Mm -hmm. Let's say good evening to John in Parkhurst. Good evening. Evening, John. Good evening, Mr. Mandela. Good evening. I'm a British subject, Mr. Mandela, and a permanent resident in South Africa. Many residents I have spoken to are concerned for the future and have made contingency plans to leave South Africa if violence spreads to the white areas. Recently, we have heard that British Airways 
and the Portuguese government have made contingency plans to evacuate their nationals. Okay, let's get to the question, John. I'm asking what comfort Mr. Mandela can offer to permanent residents who are still thinking about leaving South Africa. Well, <clears throat> firstly, I have met uh, the Portuguese community several times, and I've tried to address their concerns. And the matter has been taken further by the recent statement by President uh, of uh, Portugal, uh, President Ianes, who has called upon the Portuguese community to take part in the elections. And uh, I uh, would uh, urge the Portuguese community uh, to not to be concerned about their future because they have got a definite role to play in building a new South Africa. And uh, we wanted their skills because they have skills. That is the same position with the British. We would like them to stay in the country and to help us to build this country. There is no reason for them to make any contingency plans. You see, the position now has shifted from that of uh, the liberation movement uh, being a, resist a resistance movement. We are now adopting an attitude which is upfront in addressing the problems of the country and coming out with solutions. Now, we are saying let's forget our quarrels in the past. The truth is that uh, the whites in this country have had opportunities which have been denied to us opportunities of education they have knowledge they have got the skills they have got the expertise we wanted those skills that those skills are crucial in building a new south africa it is we are going to rely upon them in order to build a new south africa because uh, although we have started training our people for positions of responsibility we are still very far from producing sufficient to be able to uh, run the government of this country. And uh, for some years, we are going to rely on the white minority because of the skill that they possess. And therefore, I would appeal to whites and to the British, the Portuguese, and other members of the white community uh, to remain with us and to help us uh, to fight the question of violence. And uh, we are making progress in that. I am convinced that uh, we are going to come on top of the whole question of violence. And, uh, and that uh, this is a country which is going to be prosperous, flourishing, with a stable economy and stable political institutions. In order to achieve that, we want all South Africans to work together, especially the white community, because of the advantages they enjoy, we would like them to put their shoulder to the wheel and uh, to tackle this task uh, jointly with us. Just to put the record straight, John, you said you're a British citizen worried about reports. Let me just tell you that today the British Embassy in Pretoria categorically denied that there were plans to airlift any British subjects out of South Africa. The story has no truth in it. Kelelo in Kahiso, Dumela. 
Are you a boss, Kelly Network? <laughs> well, uh, or a supervisor, anyway, are you? Take it anyway. Can't you fire them? I beg your? Can't you fire them? Don't you have the powers to fire? Fire? Yeah. Uh, I, I, that's not a solution because you are just reproducing a, a problem and you are transplanting it somewhere. It has got to be dealt with. Oh, okay. Okay. Mr. Mandela is going to take your question, Kelly yeah, what's your attitude to ANC supporters who reckon they will be bosses after the election? They don't want to take instructions. They come to work drunk. There's a lot of insubordination. They just give the impression that this will be the attitude of uh, work life in the workplace after an ANC government. That's the question from... Uh, well, that will be something new because uh, we have got an organization... We have got uh, headquarters and uh, regional uh, offices. Hardly anybody comes to work drunk. And uh, I don't see why, if uh, the ANC forms uh, the next government, that uh, its members who have behaved uh, in an exemplary fashion will now change uh, their own behavior and go to work drunk. It does not matter who it is, whether it's a member of the ANC or some other political party. Anybody who comes to work drunk will be committing an offense. 